give us the title again because I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Taiko no Taijitsu, the drum master. Drum master. Now say it three times first. So, uh, yes, yeah, so thank you very much. So that's number five for Ian. Uh, let's just, just swing around the screen as it is. Uh, Graham. Yes. Tell me your fifth pick for game of the year, please. My fifth pick is Saints Row, the the reboot. So oh, yeah. always a big fan of the Saints Row series. And, yeah, it, they did a good job. It looks amazing on the, the series consoles. But, it, yeah, it wasn't high enough in the list is sort of it wasn't sort of your breathtaking kind of one but as an alternative gta with the same sort of humor and so much to kind of do and the same sort of activities that made the saints row ones like the the accident one that you like diving in front of cars etc they're all there plus a, a few new other gimmicky ones and the same sort of interesting weapons that you can kind of have and yeah just a, a different but same feel storyline but yeah i enjoyed it and just haven't got around to completing it, which is probably why it's in my fifth place, but but still a decent game. So it made my top five. Nice, nice. And did you ever get to play it in co-op at all with anyone, or are you still been just doing solo? No, just solo. But I can see how it would be fun, sort of playing with multiplayer, the same way sort of any, or even how GTA is as well. Yeah. Nice. But, nice. So that was Saints Row, uh, just called Saints Row, isn't it? Yeah. But essentially, it was a rebooted version of Saints Row. Yeah, nice. And did do you do you, do you prefer the style of the reboot, or do you prefer the old? Was it the third? You no, know, what are they called? The uh, Saints Row one, two, three, yeah. four. Yeah. What was the gang called though? Because they're not the same gang. Third, third row Saints. Yeah, well, they are still called the Saints, but not the the third row. Okay. Whatever they were. Not like Johnny Gatton um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So none of those ones are in it. Um. Story-wise, they're kind of on the same. I think you can't beat the original original for the story because that was just you. It had a bit more of a grip to it because you were just a, an upcoming gangster who just sort of joined a gang, which had a lot more undertones to it. Whereas this one, it's just very blasé and far-fetched. You're just four people that are just in kind of different factions as such, but you kind of just separate and form your own one and just as people being killed left, right, and they just don't seem to care too much. It's, they're just very blasé. But um, so, yeah, story-wise, it's not as strong as the original, but it's it's not designed to be kind of strong. It's supposed to be a bit more tongue-in-cheek. I think they, they knew that going in. But, yeah, it's all right. Nice. Nice. Uh, say, say through the reboot. Um, and, yeah, that's number five for Graham. Um, I'll go next quickly if that's all right, Ross. Save yeah. the best for last and all that. Um, so my number five pick... Uh, I'm looking through my list here. I've got fucking loads of games I've played you, but it'd have to be No More Heroes 3. Uh, um, oh, okay, interesting choice. Wonder, wonderful game. Uh, it It's a very um, sort of... I want to I want to say niche, but I don't think that's quite the right word, but it's not for everybody. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it carries on from the second game, although it's been about 10 years since the second game released. Um, and technically it was re released on the Switch last year, but the Xbox version only came out this year, so I'm going for it. Um, and yeah, I just loved it from start to finish. It's crazy action. It's loads of little pop culture references like games and movies and music and stuff. And just the sort of inventiveness and like the boss battles and the the powers that Travis Touchdown gets, as well as all the other characters and stuff that you interact with. I just I thought it was excellent. I, I enjoyed every moment from it. even the shit open world which is still shit it's always been shit in number heroes it's not really a point to the open world um i just enjoy <clears throat> excuse me i enjoyed driving around that 
and collecting the little trinkets and doing some side missions and stuff. But yeah, really, really good game. Really fun. Not, not, doesn't take itself seriously at all. And you can get through it in about probably eight or nine hours, really. Oh, so it's quite a short massive, time. Yeah, not even a massively long game. If you just if you just go through the story missions, beating the, the assassins to get to number one, yeah, you'll get through it pretty quickly. But yeah, really good game. Really enjoyed it. So no more heroes. Three. Uh, Ross, tell me, um, what is your number five pick? So number five for mine is a bit more of a, a recent game. Um, and mine is Gotham Knights. Nice. So I've done a review on it. Um, obviously, got quite a bit of a mixed bag at launch um, a lot of people could see through the sort of locked at 30 frames not everybody was a big fan of the fact that they prioritised the multiplayer aspect of it um, but like I said in my review for it the multiplayer is brilliant it's one of the better ways to play it um, it's completely untethered so you've got free life to do whatever you want um, they've introduced a new mode that's almost like a I don't want to say a horde mode, but basically you go through <coughs> kind of as a horde mode. Basically, you go through like different levels and you go down further. The further you go down, the harder it gets. Mm. Um, so they've introduced that. I can't remember what it's called. Heroic Descent or something. Heroic, something, a heroic Assault yeah. or something. Is that, can you play that in co op as well? Yeah, that? so that's co op as well. Um, I think everything that they plan to do on it is all going to be co op if. I've, I remember reading that right that they're trying to make it as in, inclusive as possible. You don't have to do it in co-op. It's not like it's one of these things where it's impossible to do unless you play it in co-op. Um, but no, really beautiful looking game. They make Gotham look really, really nice. Uh, they do a lot of sort of the effects with the sort of neon lights and fog in different areas. So the areas sort of split up in a different um, sort of territories that are run by the different gangs that have been left since Batman died. Um, so you've got like a, a more a, a lot more neon and sort of the south side of the map because it's a more I can't remember what they're called but they're, they're tech based. It's all to do with like um, Mr. Freeze and technology and stuff like that. Then you've got a more traditional sense of like old Gotham where like you've got the Arkham Asylum side of it and then to the other place, which off the top of my head, I can't remember. There's an industrial area where you've got like ace chemicals and that. Um, playing through as the four characters is quite unique because it's not you're not locked in once you select somebody. So if you want to do a night, a night each is how they sort of do it, then you can go Red Hood one night, Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and just keep interchanging, or you can try and like progress through their stories because as you progress through the game, they unlock certain things based on how long you play them so progressions ta progression moves across so if you play the whole game with red hood up until the last five missions you've still got all your experience points for the rest of your players so you could then go and level them up to be at the level they need to be to finish the game but things like the i forgot what's called knighthood i'm sure which is like how they transverse across the map or certain unique abilities that gets locked by how far you play as the character Okay. So you, you don't have to stick as one person, but trying to do as much as possible as one character gets you better benefits. So nice. number yeah. five for me would have been higher had it been, like you say, 60 frames, um, maybe a wee bit longer, and the voice work could maybe be a wee bit better. Would have probably made it top three for me. Yeah. Um, but it's standing now top five. Because they've just added a four-player mode as well, haven't they? Four-player co-op. Yeah, it was two player and now it's f I think it's full four player co op now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, still still would like to give it a try at some point, but uh... it's definitely if you've got like people to jump in with it's definitely worth a, a, a go. I can see it being a game pass game at some point. 
yeah yeah it's the perfect game pass game as we'll probably hear many many times over the next uh, mm. hour or so as we chat more games um cool so that was uh gotham knights ross is n- number five uh ian let's move up a rank number four please me me again start yeah, me again i know oh do oh i don't know which one to go for okay number four is going to be another oh, do i okay i'm going to do it number four for me is as dusk falls oh nicely choice nicely choice so what yes. about as dusk falls was having you um and an arm whether to put it at number four or not because it was basically, I mean, I was like, do I give it as an honorable mention or do I give it a place in the top five? And I think it has to hit the top five because I think it's just a good, solid story. And it's my kind of genre where it's butterfly effect, different things, you can do different things and different outcomes, different things lead to different outcomes. Hmm. And I think it's just a solid, good storyline. I mean, and it's got that kind of thing where, you know, because it's like they call it book one. So you feel like, oh my God, there might be a second one. There might actually be a sequel to this. And that kind of, hopefully they do bring a sequel out for it. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I can't fault the game at all. I can't fault it, but there's you know, some faults. But for me, a solid story game that I liked. Yeah, well, I, I mean, without, without spoiling too much, I think one of the endings, well, sorry, the ending I got definitely left it open for sort of either another another book like you said or a whole new sequel i'm not sure um yeah. i'm one i don't i don't what you ended up but one i had similar to me one end i had was like hang on oh hang on yeah you what are yeah. you doing like kind of thing so yeah definite for me it's a solid brilliant i guess we'd call it visual novel no because visual novels are pain well it's life. like a choose your own adventure type thing choose your own adventure book yeah <laughs> so yeah I think, as I, I, I know Jay's played, have you played it? <laughs> yeah, I've played it. Um, so I mean, I think, um, I'm not sure if the endings are all similar or well, the same sort of thing happening, but the rest of the story mine was quite different to what Jay was having as well. But yeah, yeah no, I, I enjoyed it through. I, I struggled to get on with the stop motion kind of style graphics that kept happening. I eventually kind of tolerated it, but it was a bit jarring first. Mm. But yeah, I'm totally with you on the story and the different branches and threads. That's quite cool. I mean, you can always have completely different experiences. And as you can tell, we, we all have a kind of, I'm sure we made different choices all the way through. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking to you guys and to special guest Pete as well, like we've all seemed to have different flavors and looking at that uh, spread, you know, you know, at the oh, end of the chapter where the... it gives you like the, the, the oh, what's the right word, the tree. Yeah, it's, it's uh, true. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, true. of all the choices, like the amount of stuff that I didn't see, and the amount of stuff you guys have spoke about that I can't even figure out where it would come into. Oh, yeah, it's something that I definitely would like to play again at some point. Um, and yeah, yeah, I can't remember if I messaged you or messaged Pete. If I always remember, I think we were talking about something. I just went to, I was either you or Pete went, fuck you, Michelle. And, Oh, quick, quick, talk about it. It's about Dust Falls, not Graham's Michelle. <laughs> Just a caveat, quick, last one. Fuck out of nowhere. <laughs> Fuck you, Michelle. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The game, not this. Yeah. Never really mentioned that Dust Falls at all. It's messaged madly. Yeah. Fuck you, Michelle. <laughs> but yeah. Good thing, good thing he's got his headphones in. Um, yeah, so that was that was Ian's number four. I mean, slight spoiler, it might come up again later on, but we won't talk about it too long just then. Hmm. Mm. Teasing. Mm. Uh, all right. Graham, number yes. four, please. Well, as you're saying, this is going to be the first cross 
involved because my four was Gotham Knights, as what Ross mentioned. Nice. So that was my number four. As, as yeah, I agree with a lot with what Ross is saying. Obviously, he had the chance to play it sort of co-op, whereas I didn't. So I'm sure that makes the experience a whole lot better. If you can um, say playing with Dan makes any game better. Well, you experience co-op to see <laughs> how the you know how it actually plays, like yeah. theory and actually putting it to use. Not having a useful teammate's a bit different. I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. So sort of as you progress things do make a bit more sense and as you say the, the traversing the map becomes a bit easier because you have different things to traverse the map other yeah. than sort of spider webbing your way through the, the bloody thing takes a chore a long yeah. time eventually you can unlock so fast travel areas which saves a shed load of bloody time <laughs> i think that was one of the biggest criticisms i had with it is like one of the good things about the arkham series was obviously if you got like with your zipline you could zipline up and then like double tap to sort of catapult yourself up in the air and yeah. then you could glide. Yeah, whereas, that's what I thought. A glide is what it was kind of needing. Yeah, whereas with this, it's like you can still do the, you can still do the sort of, like, you zoop up to the roof, but then yeah. once you get up to the roof, that's it. You're just dropping. You can yeah, run and then jump. You just jump yeah. across. Yeah, yeah, you just jump, you just zip line, and like, you have to keep attaching to things, like zip line yeah. forwards, almost like Constantly a spider webbing like, with spider And then yeah. eventually you get a ridge, shitey, razel goo jump thing, which is crap like you'd yeah, like you like jump it phantom jumping which doesn't really help at all yeah if you go to the red hood that's what you get and then nightwing gets a glider batgirl does get a glide cape and then yeah. robin gets um teleportation so that bit is the haven't i haven't got as far as that bit yet but yeah traversing the map is the biggest kind of drawback for me because like you, you get to as you've seen it, you go through different days and one of those you might find a crime that's the other side of the map and you have to think to yourself can I be asked all the way over that side of the map? So, How much of a difference is it going to make if I leave that crime unsolved? Yeah, and the second part is, oh, you can you can totally like make a motorbike appear out of thin air. That's quite good. That goes fast. No, it looks like it goes fast, but it it's such a, a lie. It gives <laughs> like, you the like the visual blood at the side. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm, oh, I'm going across a bridge, twenty miles an hour, really fast. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah I mean the superheroes, you've got to obey the speed limits, you know. Yeah, that was one of my pet peeves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the... Can't break the law. Uh, but yeah, it was how to make it look like you're going fast when you're not. So that's my thing. Sort of yeah, traversing the map was the, the slow part. But other than that, the, the combat's fun and tricky at the same time you can't just mash because some enemies are, are trickier and involve different methods and all the different characters have different kind of ways of getting around it and it's it's quite cool and they've evolved sort of range attack which i think is anything sort of kind of like the batman kind of games didn't have like shooting from a distance and like even sort of holding like a like basically holding the left trigger to aim and then firing which yeah. seems quite odd for like a batman kind of game but it kind of works this way without being overpowered so yeah, but it only made forks as I said I didn't go back through that one to complete it, so it didn't retain my interest, but yeah, I know that I will go back to try and finish that one off. Did um what was I say? Is it so two questions actually. Do you unlock fast travel quite early or is it quite long to unlock it? I'd say it's got to be at least sort of three, four hours in before you get to the yeah, fast yeah, travel you're, bits. You're quite a wee bit in it, and then and you do. You it's have to do just, things to get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, so it's not, not just, like given to you. No, you no, have to go to the area dr- to unlock scan them. Drones. So, oh. and then you can't just scan them. You have to wait a certain time before you can scan them, and there's a bit of dicking around. But um, yeah, once you've got them, you got them for good, and that's kind of helpful. 
And it's quite a long title, isn't it? You said to complete. Yeah, I'm trying to think how long I took to complete it's, it. Well, he did say you did say it was long as what we thought it was. I think you said it was maybe between 20 to 40. I thought you said it's 20 to 40 hours is a long title. And it's not anything like sub plus 15. Let me double long. check. No, worries. yeah, well, Ross would know because he completed it. I haven't actually got as far as completing it, but yeah, the different kind of crimes and stuff is quite quite a good fun title anyway. But that's my number four. Okay, cool. No, that's from Chat. So, something I've always been interested in playing. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would like to jump in as a four-player with everybody at some point, and just, or even a two-player with with Graham, whatever. I don't mind. Just have a quick go because I'd like to try it because I I used to like the old Arkham games, but yeah, same. Overall, I'm happy. I put thirty-three hours into it, and that was doing pretty much every crime every night and trying to unlock all the suits that you could get with as well. So storyline, I'd probably say 25 hours for running the story. Okay. There or thereabouts. Maybe a bit quicker, actually. Um, but 25 would be a rough guess, I would say, to try and get from start to finish. Nice. So. Cool. That's something to uh, to get onto over the holidays, perhaps. Um, so to go off the ground number four, um, I will go next again, and I'm going to go for Plague Tale Requiem. Um Fucking tremendous game once again. Um, I thought it would have been higher. If it, well, it, it would have been, but the next three I've got on my list, obviously, they're Cut like top tiers. Um, yeah, so Plague Tale Requiem. Obviously, I, I really enjoyed uh, Plague Tale. Uh, it was it Innocence the first one. Yes, it was Innocence one. Yeah. Um, and since it's come up, coming Game Pass Day One, obviously, I was played it for review, and I thought it was fucking tremendous that they improved like the stealth stuff that i didn't really get on with in the first games quite so much uh they made amicia and hugo a bit more interesting the story was really quite quite affecting uh, i mean by the time i got to the end uh, and again no spoilers but i was like oh that took a bit of a turn for i wasn't quite expecting that um and it got quite a bit quite a bit it hitting the feels a little bit you know a little bit uh and yeah the the Moment to moment gameplay was great. It looked fucking stunning, especially on the Series X on a, on a nice, decent TV. Um, and yeah, I just I thought it was excellent. Much like No More Heroes, start to finish. It obviously is a hell of a lot more serious than No More Heroes. It was very, very depressing at times, a very dour. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple of moments where it could possibly have maybe skipped a little bit where they sort of backtracked on themselves a little bit. And it's like, well, we didn't really need to do that. You're just trying to pad the story out even more and try and make me. Made me feel even more fucking upset and depressed. But by and large, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, like I said the improvements to the combat and the stealth and stuff were much needed, uh, much appreciated. Uh, and again, no spoilers, but I believe they've set it up for a further entry down the line. Um, spoilers. But we're, we're, spoilers. Yeah, um, again, spoilers. Not, I'm not no going to spo- spoil it, but spoilers. No spoilers. But yeah, again, no spoilers, but it'd be interesting to see where they take the series from here. Uh, going, going on from there. So yeah, Playtale Requiem is my number four. Uh, Ross, tell me, number four. My number four is Dying Light 2, Stay Human. So another game I played primarily is co-op game. I um, think definitely the way to play that game um, jumping back into it in single player is nowhere near as fun um, it just, don't know, something about the comedy element that you get in sort of playing at co-op um, the the sort of working together and especially like doing the nighttime 
stuff that, that comes along with Dying Light that is better doing it with a friend um, didn't hold up as as well as I would have hoped in a single player. But overall, like story wise, really good. Uh, graphically brilliant. The traversal system, Dying Light first one as well, was always great at doing like the parkour elements, the sort of scaling buildings, the just the world having it as it was a massive, massive map. Like it was a huge map to go one side to the other, especially considering most of it's on foot. Obviously, later on in the game, you unlock, like most games, an easier way to get around the map. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the sort of more human element of it. So, obviously, in the first one, the zombies were your, your main um, enemy, whereas in this one, you've got a lot of different factions. Um, that are sort of popping up. There's a lot more human element. It's just it's not showing you just necessarily you've got to survive against the sort of virus. You've also got to survive what's left of humanity. Very much Walking Dead type style. There's as much as the zombies the humans are, are a real enemy as well. Well, yeah, as much as the zombies are an ever present threat, it's more on the humans that are actually the ones that you really concern yourself with more and how they are trying to run the world the way that they want to run it. So, yeah. really good game. It would have been higher had it not been such a, a weaker single-player title, but still... I thought it wouldn't be high because of the constant love. Was it his missus, his sister? His sister, me, yeah. Sister, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen my sister? Have you seen my sister? Just fuck off! <laughs> You'll find her when you find her. I'm looking for my sister, me, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good game. Um, if they're bringing out a third one, they need to... Find need a to sister? Make it well, they need to make it a bit stronger and playing it by yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. So that was Dying Light 2 Stay Human, um, a game that you can play for supposedly between 20 and 500 hours, as they were very keen to point out prior to launch. And then went, no, we didn't mean it. We went, no. Ah. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get to number three, then I want to ask a quick random question for you guys. I feel like this is going to be unanimous. Yeah. Uh, what game are you looking forward to in 2023? Ross, let's go back to you. <laughs> I'm going to take the penalty kit because I know you guys will say the other one, um, but I'm going to go for, I was going to say Starcraft. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Starfield. Starful. I think it's it's been hyped up too much for it not to be the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Um, it's the Bethesda-style game right up my street in regards to like Fallout, Skyrim idea. Um, I just from what they've sort of let loose in regards to how much you can do in it, how many different planets you can explore, how it looks, people are saying, Oh, shit. um, the gunplay looks quite nice as well. Um, it's a bit of a change from f- sort of the Fallout gunplay, it looks a bit more type of sort of Destiny Division style shooting which will be quite nice to bring into the world. I feel like Fallout's shooting's a little bit unrealistic. The VAT system's nice, but the actual way that guns work seems to be a wee bit crazy in the Fallout universe, so hopefully they've introduced a bit of a different system in that. There's no and VATs or anything in... in they've not shown there. anything like it, no. So I don't think there'll be anything along the lines, because that's one of the big selling points of Fallout, that, or not big selling points, but one of the big features of Fallout. Yeah. So I, re- I would imagine if they had something like that in it, and they would have already highlighted or released something to show it. But no, for me, Starfield is the one that's ticking the box for me. Did you see the story that I, I put one of the stories uh, in, the, in our chat 
uh, about apparently the quests can be played independently, yes, akin to Skyrim more than Fallout 4. So you can't, you're not locked out of one sort of quest, yeah, line you don't get locked out. You, you've chosen one option, uh, so that that I don't know why that interests me more than more than I expected because I, I, I mean, you're like not losing where, anything, yeah, exactly. You're not like, well, if I commit to this, you know, this side now. I'm going to have to play 100 hours to go through to do the other side again yeah. later on, whereas now you can just mix them up. It's like if you do the companion side quest in Skyrim, you become a werewolf, and then you get to be the option to go and do like vampirism later on in mm. the game. So, But then you can get cured of your werewolfism to yeah. then become a vampire. So you, you've got a workaround, yeah. which is yeah. much better than having to go, right, I've committed to being a werewolf, and if I want to do this again, and I need to go into a save before I become a werewolf, not do the werewolf to become a vampire. It's yeah. just... I like the Fallout system because it works in the world because you have to sort of commit to a, a group to they're the ones that are going to take over the wasteland or the commonwealth or whatever it may be. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel like it needs to be done in every type of Bethesda game that you're locked into one squad type idea. Yeah. I like to be in the head of the Thieves Guild and the Brotherhood of Dark Brotherhood and yeah. the uh, Mages Guild and everything. So, you can yeah, do so. every one of them. Yeah. I am the Lord you want to be Master. friends of everyone? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see all the quests, but uh, yeah. So yeah, so that's a uh, style full field craft. <laughs> interest. Um, Graham, what about yourself? Is, is there any particular game you're looking forward to next year? Yeah, I mean, Starfield is always going to be the number one. But there is a few honorable mentions. I think uh, the Wolf Among Us two. I think is making an appearance next year. Yeah. And Good uh, there was another one that took my interest as well um i think it was uh that woe long i didn't get a proper chance to sort of oh yes yeah, have a touch at well, yeah. that one but i do want to have another look at that one and uh, i can't think of what it was I'm trying to think of uh no it's completely slipped out of my head um but yeah well, what, what go <laughs> on and you go what i'm trying to think you of what think it was. Well, the, the three correct answers <laughs> in in the number three is Assassin's Creed Mirage. That'll that's going to be a solid choice. I mean, that's the game totally back to basics with stealth, assassin kills, get yeah. in, get out, not be seen, kind of thing. And it's all focusing on that. And if they're going, if they're going to fully focus on stealth elements and storytelling, they can make it a solid, brilliant game. Because that's what the good thing about was the previous Assassin's Creed. Water goes, go in, but do this kill, but don't get seen, get out. And that's half on that, or before you can just go in guns blazing, go, Wah! and you can get in and out easy enough. So, now for me, solid choice for number three. Number two slot is Alan Wake 2. Gonna be oh. amazing. Beautiful game. I can't fucking wait for this one. Excuse the language. I think they're going, again, the only part of me is they're going down the cyber hole route, so I'm gonna be a bit of a pansy. So I might need my big boy pants to wear playing it. <laughs> We're the brown pants. Yeah, bring the, bring the big boy pants on. But I think it's going to be a fucking fantastic title if they can get in there a little right. And I think um, Remedy always have great good games of storytelling-wise. Um, so for me, it's going to be a solid, fun, scary title, I can imagine. Um, I might need hand-holding whilst I play it. But number one game... Everyone should be saying this, and Jamie would agree. I'm sorry, Xbox fans. It's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's I gotta mean, be Zelda. That, that's number one. That is number one. Um, got, uh, so I, I know, I know we're an Xbox cast, but 
I fucking loved Breath of the Wild. And if they can do anything enough like Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be, oh my God, amazing. Yes, yes. May 5th, I'm thinking it. The May 5th, May, May 9th, somewhere. May 12th, 12th of May. May 12th, sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been holding off because, you know, me and you, it's like behind the scenes chat, we were talking about OLED switches recently when we were getting mm. some in there. Oh, I'd be yeah. like, mm, should I get one for it? But then I'm thinking, if they do announce a new switch, then I'll wait for that. So I'm going to wait till nearer the time and, and sort of wait. Actually, I was thinking about. of trying to put Pokemon or maybe one later down the line. Yeah. So I might go yeah. one day down the line and get one. And also, yeah, it's great because yeah. I go on holiday on like the 18th or something. So yeah. that's, that's, that's going to be my plane. That's going to be just perfect. me constantly playing that on the plane while I'm in the hotel when, room, uh, chilling perfect out. Perfect game. That's it's it. be a perfect game for, for playing and holidays and stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is, is the obvious choice. Um, I'll get, bring it back to Xbox side of thing. I've got two games that are, jumped out to me. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake, obviously. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Surprise, I can't surprise. wait. Um, I suppose the Dead Space remake as well, because after playing Callisto yeah. Protocol recently, I mean, that's yes. sort of got me in the mood for that sort of survival horror type thing. Uh, but the main Maybe one really... good practice for me if I want to play on the wake. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the main one, really, though, uh, which I thought you were going to say, Ian, but you didn't. You went for the proper correct answer, which was Redfall. That was what yeah, I was see, expecting. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go you... down that route because I knew you were saying it for me instead. Yes. I, That's I, why I said Starfield because I was like, I know Jane and Ian will probably say very Redfall. Much, as, as we spoke no. about before, I mean, Arcane have not really missed at all. Uh, I need to get back to Deathloop and, and play some more, really. But uh, the, the Sunday games are fucking awesome. The Prey game got a lot of love. Um, and having those sort of like powers and abilities and stuff that you can bend to your will, but in a co-op environment, I think it's going to provide some some very interesting setups um, and very interesting gameplay possibilities. Especially if we get a couple of crazy, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of crazy, couple of yeah, you know, one person really trying hard and the rest just throwing shit left, right, and centre, just using their powers to mess it all up for everyone. I don't know who that will be. I don't know. I'm not naming any names myself, but um, I was yeah, no. only you will do that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, give me a Molotov and you, you'll you'll fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to to Redfall uh, when the event when it comes out. Supposedly before June, is it? It's supposed to be the first half of the year. I mean, yes, we'll see, they did we? say June. June was penciled in, wasn't it? Q two, yeah. Q three. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's uh, sort of looking ahead to next year, gentlemen. Let's get back to the game of the year for this year, though, shall we? Uh, let's go let's to let's go to Graham next. Graham, tell me your number three pick for game of the year for 2022. Uh, my number three pick is something you actually steered me onto, and that oh, was yeah. Vampire Survivors. Oh, oh wow! I didn't think of that high. I was waiting for this to pop up. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that's quite addictive once you get the hang of it, and there's a lot of yeah subtle nuances considering it's you're just moving you're not firing not pressing any other button you're just left analog stick moving your characters but you've got to move to a strategy and and just yeah it's it's clever in its simplicity and in its kind of roguelike fashion you earn coins to sort of upgrade your kind of bits to have a better chance of surviving that bit longer yeah that's one thing i liked about it was they say it's not just straight away you can go you have to kind of earn your keep like keep like, yeah. like hades you have to keep earning those more yeah. money picking the right things to buy slowly and then slowly getting that little bit better to kind of get that there's that time up and up and up it's not just a straight yeah. always with the hades comments isn't it <laughs> <laughs> always with the hades comments hades came out last year was it 
<laughs> but yeah, it's awesome when you finally get one of the, the super weapons as well, because that's when the tables truly turn from you getting swarmed for you just whipping everyone's ass inside. So it's fun when you get to that point until you get to the 30 minute mark where you just get murdered by the end of the level thing that just kills you instantly. Yeah, I think that's can, just part of the game anyway. Because this like the, the time limit is set to 30 minutes for most of yeah. it. So once you hit that point, I mean, I, I've only managed about eight, 28 minutes so far. So I haven't quite hit the the full oh, day, but I've done it like on three different levels now. So uh, it, it's what happens. Just you just die then automatically. Yeah, it's like a grim reaper thing comes on stage and just smashes you, and then you die within like two seconds. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> so it's not like you can fight. You can't fight at all. You just you can't run away from it. It just kills you instantly. But that's the whole point. It it does that, and then you unlock hyper mode, which allows you to move a bit quicker on that stage. So it helps you earn gold, so you can do the better upgrades to find the relics and things on the map. So, yeah, it's good and, yeah, great sort of time code. And it's one of those you really can sort of pick up and play in between games. It's not something that you have to commit to for ages. As you say, the time limit is 30 minutes, so it will never last longer than 30 minutes. So you can time yourself how much you're going to play this game. It can until be as quick as you've been sitting good there playing it. Give it like, like 10, go, 10 times in a go. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, great game and quite addictive. And, yeah, I want to sort of try and get all the, the stages done at least so I can say I've sort of completed that to its completion not achievements style but just complete all the levels yeah because I think if uh, I was looking up like how to unlock the weapons and stuff because there's loads of guys yeah. online and there's an extra bonus level isn't it? I think once you clear all of yeah, I've got four the bonus or five whatever, yeah there's and it's, it's like it's one of those old style games that just like well, you've done this. Here, have a little something extra. Well, you've done that. Now, a little something extra again. Oh, you weren't expecting yeah. it. Let's have another. Oh, fucking hell. It just keeps going and going. Uh, yeah, really good game. Really good fun. And yeah. so simple, like you said, but so much fun. For yeah. Because there, there's some things are tied to each other. So you have to play with it as a certain character, do something with that to unlock part of one of the add-ons, which allow you to get a combo thing for another weapon. So some of the weapons, you can't get the super version until you've hit certain challenges. So it's progressive as well in that way, not just level-wise. Yeah. You have to hit certain challenges. Nice, nice. Yeah, so it's the game that keeps on giving, and hopefully it will continue to give because what a fucking yeah. brilliant experience. Uh, the mobile version just come out as well, isn't it? That I haven't seen. At the Game Awards, but I think that's obviously filled with microtransactions, and I yeah. think someone said you can watch an advert to get a revive and stuff like that. Yeah, so like, well, I can see why they did it, but still, yeah. We'll just stick to yeah, the uh, yeah, to the Game Pass <laughs> version, uh, and it's only a couple of quid, I think, on Steam as well. If you wanted to buy it to keep it, I think. But anyway, mm -hmm. so Vampire Survivors number three for Graham. That is uh, Ross. Let's go to you next. Number three, please. Number three for me is Escape Academy. Oh, nice. So one of our Game Pass games. Um, <laughs> had the wonderful experience of playing through it with Dan to begin <laughs> with. That was. <laughs> is that why it was? No, is that why it's not number one? Because I played with Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, I'm surprised oh, that you've made my top five. Haven't played it with Dan. <laughs> um, no, brilliant, brilliant wee game. Love escape rooms. Um, so right on my street in regards to that. Um, like the art style of it. Not doesn't take itself too seriously. I like the just. It's very, it's very basic in what it is. It is just a puzzle solving mm. game. There's no fancy stuff about it, but it does everything it needs to do as a puzzle game really well. I think. Everybody that played it really enjoyed it, and Ian, yeah. you missed this one, didn't you? I unfortunately did, yes. Yeah, I know Jane uh, 
great had a great time on it, and I think Dan said that he enjoyed it as well. Uh, he said he would prefer to play it as a single player, but I think the co-op aspect of no. it is fantastic. No, no way. The co-op was the whole the whole reason I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. and, it and it's just it's, I mean, I try. I did try one level on my own. I was like, this is not fun. Yeah, and it's the same like doing an escape room in real life. You like you you could do an escape room by yourself, but it would be pretty boring. Um, whereas if you go with like a group of friends or that it makes it so much more enjoyable and that's what I found about it, really great co-op game uh, really enjoyed it, thought it was one of our best uh, Game Pass games of this year um, yeah. hope that the, I don't know what they could do, but I hope there's like a new Escape Academy comes out maybe just big, bigger levels um, maybe more multiple stage levels, so the one that you've seen on screen, uh, stream with the sort of releasing the guy from prison how obviously that had like three different maps attached to that one part of the story. Yeah. Maybe if they had a few more maps that were more that sort of scale, whereas you have to get out this room to get to the next room to get to the next part that then eventually completes that escape room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, brilliant game. Loads of laughs. Definitely one that I could see myself if they introduced like new levels, constantly jumping back in and playing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would love to to play some more, either DLC or a sequel or something like you said. Um, I think we're gonna have some honourable mentions later on, but uh, one of ours or one of mine, I should say, will be very similar to that. We shall get to that later on. Yeah, Ian. Hello. Tell me, number three. Number three is the first non-Xbox game. <gasps> bum 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 bum. Kick him off. Pokemon Arceus. Oh, this is one I want to listen more to because it's one of the few Pokemon games I've ever missed. It's reason why it's not near number one or two, even though I'm a huge Pokemon fan, is because it turned up in towards the end being more of a hoarding simulator than anything. Isn't that what Pokemon is, though? Well, <laughs> to yeah, but to an extent, yeah, but I think it's more if you want to get better, you have to keep like catch like. After you catch like fifty star raptors, star starlies, you're a bit like, come on, or fifty bidus. You know, after a while, it does get. It's fun. You know, storyline is absolutely brilliant. They've nailed that completely. Um, they could have done a few more battling, but I think the more mechanics was on the kind of catching elements. Um, so for me, that was one of the things what I really enjoyed about it as well. Towards towards the end, yeah, you are very much hoarding Pokemon, but you know, I think allowed that because the way it was meant to be meant for was that kind of thing where they didn't want you to just pure on battling it was more just you know starting at the beginning learning how a pokedex may come about and also not realizing you can cat delete feed pokemon tours and then catch pokemon also because of pokeballs there's not many pokeballs out there as well because set in the past um so yeah i think it's just all in all like a a nice different style to pokemon than that, that you're used to um, there wasn't really any like online play or anything like that, or anything like um, IV training or EV training, which is making your Pokemon a little bit better than they should be. Um, it's a whole new ball game and different concept. Um, but yeah, it was just a solid, fun title, and I had no real complaints. I played it since I started. Since I started it, I couldn't put it down. Um, you new can't forms ask more of than Pokemon were fun, exactly, and that's it. You when you're thinking about it and you want to kind of go back and do different new forms, catch them all, you know, actually complete the Pokedex. It's one of the very few games I actually have completed the full Pokedex of um, from start to finish. So, and it's good because obviously it's, because it's only the one version and it's all single player, it's all on you. So there's nothing about, you know, 
trying to train other people um, or like, you know, maybe like level up, quite easy to level up, you know. So it's quite nice to kind of have that kind of flexibility of just having fun and catching Pokemon and just doing what you do best. Cool. Which one's that? Sorry, Pokemon Arceus. Pokemon Legends Arceus. That was number three. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just solid, fun title. And I'm hoping to make a new one Um, because it was quite well received and they exceed the expectations of what they thought it was. So they know it, the market's out there for something like this and they know it will work. So I think with them testing the water or something in the past, who knows? And especially with the latest Pokemon of testing the past and the future, who knows what they do? Maybe they might do something that's set in the future or again in the past in a different region. So you can see where they can go both with it. And I think that's something they can explore massively if they can do something like, you know, shooting into the future and have all these different future forms of Pokemon and stuff. And whole oh, that could just make something really a bit more quirky and crazy, I can imagine. Nicely choice. Um, so I'll go next in if that's all right. Go for it. Nice. Number three Happy. for me is repeat, repeat customer number two as thus falls. Yes, oh. good. Third, uh, oh. Oh, oh. oh, oh, it's one of the few tens I gave this year. Um, and I, as Ian said earlier on, and as we, we sort of got into, I fucking loved it. It, it the, the branching narrative, the options before you and just the story was just brilliant i enjoyed it every second of it um and i really liked the way that as you said uh, the four of us or three or four of us that we talked about it we've got different sort of paths and outcomes and characters alive and characters dead and characters friends and not etc etc um and the options there to to go back and play it and see something completely differently is is just immense um and i look forward to doing so at some point in the near future uh, I, I, I opposite to to Graham though. I really enjoyed the art style. I wasn't sure about it in trailers, but once I actually got playing it, I, I thought it looked fucking brilliant. It was very yeah. Unique. I think that kind yeah. of yeah, because it's I, I was mean because for me, it's like in your head, you're making your pacing a picture more than while just watching it. Yeah, in your head, you're like, oh, this looks really good. Yes. Yeah, and having the the sort of real life actors almost like painted on. Um, yeah, it, it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen, I think. So, I've, yeah, I really enjoyed the art style. And as I said, the story was good. The choices were often difficult and interesting. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing seeing more at some point in the future. Um, oh, so I hope they do more. They have to. Yeah. Like I said, either a DLC chapter or just a whole second sequel, uh, second game would be Yeah, would give, be us, give us a second one. And hopefully they'd like stealth drop it again. That's one of the things I, I never heard anything about it. Then now it's on E3. Month's time. I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. And fun fact for you, Ian, I don't know if you realise this or not. I didn't realise till after that I'd finished it. You know, um, I forget his name, Dad, um, Vincent. Mm-hmm. His voice actor was the same guy as the guy from Deus Ex, old Adam Jensen. Is it? I never asked for this. Yeah, not the body actor is different, but the voice actor was. I thought I, mean, I recognised the first one. Okay. I was like, he sounds familiar. Yeah, and I didn't realise until I finished this. Ah, oh, my. I never asked for this. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Great game, and definitely, if if it wasn't for these other two games, it probably would have been probably would have been number one. But as the way the list goes, there's two games I preferred more. Ross, I believe you're the only one who hasn't given us number three. No, I gave number three. Oh, I sorry, you wasn't given number three then. We all know. No, we all last one. Oh, so I was you're last. Number two. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'll. I'll. Oh man, I'm well out of it. Well out. Go of back it. to I'll, back. Go number two. 
All right, let's go for number two then. Well, the second 10 I gave this year. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. I really thought this would be number one. Oh, I mean, again, it was close. It was close between the top three, definitely. Um, obviously, I've spoken many times in the uh, podcast over the year, last year, about how much I enjoy Stanley Parable. It's just so clever. It's so, again, unique. Like, as does Falls, I was just saying, like, you've got so many choices. There's so many choices you can do, but they all tie in and lead to to another one that you don't expect. And then just as you think, right, I've got this sus now, it sort of sweeps a rug from underneath you. You're like, wow, how about you take this item with you instead <coughs> change everything around? Okay. Um, and it's just obviously, if you're not played it, you play a Stanley, you go for a loop of, of the story. And then once you get to the end, you start again. And then when you do the second loop, it depending on what you've done in the first one, things will change. So then the rate will sort of reference things you've done in the past. Then you just loop and loop and loop. Um, but things get weird, things get different, and because this in the Ultra Deluxe Edition, they've added in so much more stuff to it uh, over the original one, which came out like 10 years ago. There's so much to see, and I, I forget where I got to, but I saw so much things, and then I got to one point, and I was like, they can't possibly, this, this must be the end now, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, how about you just do the entire thing again, but like this, it's like, oh, what the hell? and it's just it's so clever and it's so funny and it's so uh i get like like you were saying with one of the early games all you're doing is walking you're not really there's no action you're not shooting or diving or interacting with much you're literally just walking through and experiencing the story but it's so cleverly made and so well done and it's uh one of those games that i would recommend anyone play even if you're not a big gamer just just all you gotta do is walk forward and just follow follow the, the story or the adventure line or whatever you like um and yeah uh, wonderful wonderful game and uh yeah highly recommended for everybody i believe everybody here played it as well yes i think we were dabbled yeah so yeah highly highly recommended uh graham let's go back to you number two please yeah my number two just to annoy the hell out of you jay it's gonna be fifa 23 wonderful excellent right ross number two Yeah, I can't not add it for it's clearly the game I've injected the most time in this year. And if all the socials are to go about, it's just constantly talked about. I suppose it helps having a World Cup this year as well. But as a fan of the Ultimate Team, as I have done through the years, I mean, it's different again, subtly for obviously non FIFA gamers. It's just the same thing, cut and pasted. But if you do play it a lot, you know it's not and yeah there's just different changes it's just kind of fluid and it's going to be the last to be known as fifa attached to ea anyway before it changes and EA sports football yeah it's going to be different but the same i'm sure yeah but yeah i still come back to it almost have a game at least every day or every other day i can't not have a game of it and just Good fun. One to pick up and play and just test where you are. Sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. It's like, yeah, a drug at times, I suppose. I must admit, yeah, it was. I was surprising how much fun I had when I played it with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that brought me to tears after watching the, the, the unfortunate leg break that one of our players suffered. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But, yeah, surprisingly fun. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't play it loads. But I can imagine, like, every now and again, I wouldn't play against humans unless, like, for friends like this in, like, the same room. Um, yeah. Yeah, it can take you to one end of joy or the other end of complete frustration and, yeah, fury. 
but if it invokes that much kind of emotion then it's got to be something you're attached to to keep coming back for more and uh are you getting on the right in your ultimate team this year yeah i'm pretty happy with my squad at the moment i haven't got anyone super kind of elite but my team's formidable enough to sort of at least give a good account of myself and so yeah i do an all right so yeah the ones i'm involved in I, I kind of win more than i lose and that's if you can get into that kind of level you're doing all right yeah that's that's the aim and uh, yeah nice so uh fifa 23 the final fifa yeah <laughs> until uh, yeah more fucking FIFA. exactly uh, yes uh ross so i am also going to dive over to the dark side um and number two for me is god of war ragnarok <gasps> Boy. yeah yeah so i mean it's getting a lot of hype in the game awards that's for sure. yeah i mean wait, wait are, you gonna, are you gonna last as long as christopher judge's speech <laughs> yeah in fairness it's not a bad voice to listen to be fair <laughs> True. um yeah, I, I mean, it's maybe an insult saying it's copy and pasted for the 2018 game, but it is very similar. Uh, there's no getting away from it. Plays exactly the same, looks exactly the same. Um, Storyline on it's fantastic. Um, the different realms that you go to now that they've opened up, that you can go to every realm. Some of the uh, places there. Um, I think in the first one, you're sort of limited to Midgard, uh, Helheim, Muslheim, and Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. I think that's the only one. Oh, and Alfheim. Whereas you've now got everyone there. So you've got, um, try to think, you've got the land of the dwarfs, the land of the Vanir, which is like the opposite of the gods. Or not opposite, but sort of same idea as the gods. Um, and those two places look amazing. They've done a fantastic job at building out the world, added in different sort of raid boss type ideas so you had the valkyries in the first one and you've got a similar type enemy in this um the storyline that they go through the sort of trying not to spoil it for people who may be listening um how they take the story away one direction and maybe not what you quite expect Uh, playing as atreus which is quite a nice we touched it as well he's a bit different to sort of just diving with kratos as well but it's too much like the first one to be held in the same regard as the first one, you ask me. I think um, that was always going to be the problem, though, wouldn't it? That first yeah, one as much, caught everyone by surprise. As much as they've expanded on it by, like I say, opening up all the realms that you can go to, it's not, it doesn't add enough in it to be better than the original. But still a fantastic game that I may or may not have kind of made Ian proud because I platinumed them up. So, technically a thousand G'd it um, but no brilliant game really enjoyed it and it's only only defeated by one that's already been mentioned on the show oh so hope get your speculation in now um, Taika yeah, and it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely um, something I'd like to get to next year at some point I think once I've got a bit of time but uh yeah nice god of war ragnarok on that playstation (laughs) (laughs) um uh, ian we haven't done number two from you i don't believe we have not my number two is check notes i'm gonna go for the quarry oh wow 
Okay. I think, again, I'm basing mine on what did I have the most fun with and what's the one that I always thought about and wanted to play more and actually did a multiple playthrough of. And Core would be one of those games. Purely because, like I say, it's why he beats us Dust Falls. It's because I did multiple playthroughs of it. And it's just, because it's super massive games, they just, they just nailed it. And it was a solid, strong title. I haven't had a chance to play Devil in Me yet, which is kind of gutting somewhat. I thought that might be quite high in this podcast. So, yeah. um, a bit of shame. But I think the quarry was solidly fun. I mean, again, it's one of those um, again, classic choose your own adventures from Supermassive. Um, they nailed the characters. And I think what I liked about it more this time is because with like the, um, the Origin of the Dark Pictures, there's only like really five characters. Here you're pretty much playing like seven, I think it was seven or nine. It's ridiculous, like yeah, um, a lot of characters. Yeah. Character. And there's a lot of character, a lot of intertwining stories. I feel like there was a lot of change. And like what I find likes about it was there were subtle things you can do that literally would change the whole outcome of the game. Um, and if you decide, like I don't want to notice that. Oh my god, I did that one little thing because of that one little thing, a whole new branching story happened for me. And I kind of like that kind of thing for me. It was different and fun and solid choice for me i think it's good story driven again it's one of those ones as well because it's separate to the dark pictures as well it's like this old entity of world and i think they nailed the story and i think sometimes i didn't see it coming that's one thing when sometimes it's obvious oh that's obvious that's gonna happen that's gonna happen um a few things i just didn't see happening i was like oh well that was surprising yeah i I, I like I did try to play a little bit, but I, I was trying to borrow special guest Pete's account, so I didn't really have time to properly get into it. Um, but I'm, again, another one of them I'm hoping to get to over the holiday and, and get through. Uh, but it's, it's about 10 hours, is that right? Yeah, so long, yeah, long. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't say 10 hours, more, what, close seven, seven, eight, eight hours? Yeah, if you take your time with it, let's talk to people, explore. Yeah, you're looking at a seven, eight title. Yeah, fair enough. So that was so, yeah, the quarry number two. Yeah, and obviously, with multiple playthroughs, obviously, you obviously yeah. will take a lot longer. Reaching out. See, the, the one thing that I enjoyed, I think I said before about like the first like, Man of Medan and Little Hope in it, was they were really short, so you could get through them a couple of times, like in, you know, over a couple of days. But having it something like seven, eight hours, I'm oh, that's going to take at least like three or four days to get through in one go, and then I've got to do it again. That's a long time to. Yeah, to I think that's the thing, though. I think because I find, especially like Man of Medan, I found Man of Medan too short and that's what upset me more even though it was a solid good title it needs to be like maybe another hour or two longer maybe a bit more branching story but i guess what they did with the first one was there was paint paint the painting the picture testing the waters yeah um, yeah well, he, you've done me. how long is it's all set on the water isn't it how long is devil in me you've done that probably about six hours here see i think that's for storytelling driven game between six to eight hours is perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah that's, at least that's a couple of nights. That's a couple of nights. You know, you can go to bed on like a maybe not a cliffhanger, but like a <gasps> moment. Yeah, yeah you know, get one of Think about moments. it all night and have dreams about it, and then wake up and play again. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. For those games for me. That's what we want. Dreaming about the games. Nice. So quarry number two for Ian. That's, I must admit that's probably the biggest surprise I think so far. That it would be quite so high up as that. But that's good. Special guest Pete reviewed Death for us. He was quite high on it as well, so that's good. Uh, before, right, so we've all we've all done number two, right? Sorry, I've completely lost track of where we are. Yes, honourable mentions. Let's do some honourable mentions, and I've got one more question for you before we get into the the big daddy uh, one. 
So, honorable mentions. Let's go with uh, Ross first. Have you got a, a couple of titles you considered, but you sort of just about didn't quite make the list? No, I don't. I have two oh, right. games that would have been categorically in my top five, but before rules and regulations, I wasn't able to put them in. So, first one um, is The Witcher, the complete edition with all the new DLC stuff that they've brought down, the upswaps. I've the game, I think I've already put 30 hours or something into it since it launched, which is disgusting. Seen as only, yeah, that's yeah. but yeah, brilliant game, absolutely stunning. Um, I've got a whole list of things that I've got for the website to go out about it. It's which it is, gonna come out in 2015, yes, exactly. Um, it's everything that they've done, to it just it's already the, the one of, if not the best game of all time, and they've just improved on it. Um, the ray tracing mode is beautiful. The solid 60 frames is it almost makes it feel like a completely different game. So fell in love with that completely. And the other one, which I know I said I was excited for, I didn't realise it would be as good as it is, is High on Life, which is yes. fu- fucking hysterical. Let's talk. Um, I've started I am, this as well. Oh, I'm so gutted I didn't get it finished in time for this. I, I know, I, what was it, uh, Halo last year, I crammed to try and get into the game of your show, and I've just not had the chance to finish High on Life because of fucking Witcher coming out at the same time. But yeah. this game is, oh, it's fantastic. One thing I did not highlight was, again, this is no, it's no spoilers, but at the beginning, um, you obviously you start and get your gun and starts talking to you, say, oh, just shoot, just shoot. And I went, I paused it, went off to do something, came back, I was, what the fuck are you doing pausing the game for? It's like, <laughs> it's like, so, oh, it's brilliant. Like the, the clip that I put up in like the chat with the kid, which everybody's now putting up as well, just for the fact that like the, the name of the achievement as well that you get it. So Fallout oh, doesn't let you do this. Yeah. It's just, it's, if you, if you like Rick and Morty, you're going to love the con comedy and i've seen a lot of people sort of slate the comedy in it because they've they've admitted they're not fans of rick and morty and if you don't like rick and morty you'll hate this game because it is very much exactly the same slaps not slapstick but like just a bit of yeah it's it's the breaking the fourth wall type idea like constantly Mm. referring back to the player it's like stupid things like so it's not really a a spoil for it but one of the bosses you you get to an area And it's like you you survive the first week part of it because you're trying to do training to join the G3, which is the, the baddies that are in the game. The G4? G3. G3. I can't remember. Um, and basically it tells like you have to wait an hour. No, you don't oh, have yes, to wait an hour. Oh, yes, I've seen You don't have to wait an hour. You can go off to a side room and escape around the back. But if you wait an hour, the guy comes back and goes, oh, um, shit, you're still here. Um uh, what to do is the, 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 this is what we'll do and he goes to try and like raise the screen and it doesn't work he says right, well, what we'll do is we'll get somebody to fix it so just, just wait a week and we'll come back and then like the screen goes quiet and you're like shit I need to wait a week to actually like make the game progress but it references itself so well like jumping back to like getting the player involved and obviously yeah. talking to you constantly but oh, I, I wish I'd completed this because it would have been a shoe in for number one like you said, a lot. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt online of, of people being like, "Oh, it's not funny. It is funny. It's shit. It's not good. It's yeah, good. It's... That's what I'm saying. It's it's the type of humor. If you like 
a like a Justin Roiland and that type of humor and the Rick and Morty style of things, you'll you'll piss yourself every five, ten minutes. And people say like the guns are repetitive. The guns aren't repetitive. Like you can turn down how often they talk. You get different guns. So you're not constantly listening to the same gun over and over and over again. Um the guns even reference themselves. So if you, you start off with a pistol and you can unlock a shotgun. So obviously most people will play a shotgun over a pistol. So you start playing as the shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. But then see you run out of ammo and the shotgun and you change back to the pistol. The pistol then turns and say, Oh, so you haven't forgotten about me then, have you? <laughs> and it just it's little things like that that it's just you, yeah, you get caught off guard by it. And you can just be playing, playing enjoying yourself, and then you hear a subtle comment like this, and it's a case of pause, piss yourself off, and, and then focus on back to what you were doing. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's definitely I'm definitely enjoying it as well. Yeah, I, I, it's one of them ones I would like to get to. Um, but th- what annoys me about the Rick and Morty style is the the constant the constant stuttering what, and re- repetition. Just, yeah, oh, you get the repeti- you get like the repetition bit. Like, so if you if you think of the characters of Rick and Morty, Rick's obviously the one you're talking about. There's a lot of the, uh, 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 yeah. uh, burp. Then same what he's trying to say, and yeah. Morty sort of repeats himself. There's not as much as the Rick humor in it. It's very much more Morty. So you don't get the sort of long drawn out. You do get like, oh my god, you just killed that guy. Holy crap, I can't believe you killed that guy. Oh my god, why are you walking around just killing guys? That type of stuff, but not the the lead stuff like Rick does in the, yeah. the TV show. Yeah, I did quite enjoy Trover Saves the Universe, and there was a lot of that in there. So maybe I'll, I'll enjoy this. And again, I definitely want to give it a go at some point, but. Yeah, so so what was that? So Witcher three, uh, super up spuff, uh, ultra deluxe complete edition, edition. and uh, high life. life, nice, good, good honorable mentions there, sir. Graham, any honorable mentions from yourself? Uh, well, my honorable mentions are games that have been including the others list. The only one I've probably left off is Evil West. Oh yeah, that that flattered to deceive a little bit because the game graphically looks kind of amazing. It's just amazing. It's just super linear and it kind of just it was like going through the motions at times, which is a little bit of a shame. I think it will be one of those that would be massively more enjoyable in co-op. But um, it's you can only co-op with a friend. You can't co-op with a stranger. Yeah. So it's, it seems to be a pattern in games recently that you can't co-op with strangers anymore. I don't know why they've taken this feature no, away from Strangers are weird and scary. At least have the option. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, that game looks good. And if that's your kind of thing, sort of um, vampires in the Wild West and, and a bit Van Helsingy style, then that was all right. But it just, yeah, it, if it's too linear to make my top five anyway. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Ian, any honourable mentions from yourself? Uh, yeah, for me, um, I have a couple, but I won't bore everyone. The main one I want to focus on is um, Call of Duty Warzone 2. Um, so this is the actual Warzone, the second pause one. I think they've just improved it more. Um, but I think they've proved it in a better way because finding the Warzone, the first one, the fun thing about it was when you killed someone, you heard the death cam, what happened, what they're doing. Oh, I think he's there. With now they've got proximity chat. It makes it a whole new level of banter. And because I think they focus on when you're matchmaking, you're matchmaking with people in your region and stuff because of the time zones and stuff. And there's a lot more banter 
And I think because most people just love a banter. So even when you get into gunfights with someone, if they've got their mic on, you know, oh, I'll come in for you. And like, oh, no, we don't come, don't do this. Oh, I haven't got a gun yet. Please, let's do, let's do knives only. Or just, you just back and forth and chat with them. I think they've improved that so much now. I think it's a lot more fun, a bit more enjoyable, um, especially with friends. Like it has to be played with friends. You can't play with just on random teams. Like I've done it once or twice with just randoms and, one guy just wasn't even talking. The other guy was just talking too much. So it's just like, you know, you need that level of where you're playing with friends. And for me, I think it has to be mentioned because it was, it, they've improved it so much more than you wouldn't have thought they would improve it as a battle royale because, again, you're never going to beat the likes of Fortnite and stuff. But Call of Duty for their battle royale, they've definitely nailed it and they definitely know what they're doing. Nice. nice. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see proximity chat hit other games like especially Fortnite. I can imagine Fortnite stealing that concept um, yeah. any day now because they always steal every fucking concept under the sun of something in the Battle Royale does good. They do. And then they make it look lovely with Unreal Engine 5. Oh, what a fucking update. Yeah, and then they mention, oh, yeah, we did this. Yeah, we had this idea. Yeah, yeah, we we, it's, we, we had this. And it's like, nope, you didn't. Yeah. Borrowed it from everything else. Nice. So, exactly. so Call of Duty Warzone. Is it called Warzone 2.0, right? Yeah, 2.0. Yeah. Another one I want to mention, which I paid a very, very long time ago, but I did want to mention it because I wouldn't call it, it's probably more like a seventh, eighth position, but I want to mention it because it was quite fun. And it's called Young Souls. Oh, yeah. Are you... Yeah, so I think Young Souls, again, it's like a side scrolling um, hack and slash, would you call it? Yeah, yeah. side scrolling hack and slash. And when I played, I thought, at first, like, oh, I'm not sure about this, but quite good. It's actually a really good, fun game. Really solid, fun title, you know. Again, you can play it in co-op or you can play it on your own. And is that the one with the twins? Yes. Yeah, that's the one I reviewed. So, that was I right. think you reviewed it, Gray. Yeah. Yes. I did. Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, that's one yeah, you played. Yeah. Re- yeah. I think you recommended it to me actually, Tortell Live. I think you recommended it to me. Yeah, really good fun. Really enjoyed it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. So another one I wanted to mention was that because yeah, thoroughly fun side scrolling title. Nice. Did you use it to complete it, Michelle? Didn't you? Uh, no, we didn't quite complete it. But, yeah, well, it adds to the list of things I need to go back and finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for me, yeah, definitely good fun. Like, yeah, just a nice, solid couch co op or it's just fun tie. Yeah, and like you said, you mentioned to me. And yeah, really enjoyed it. Nice, nice. Good. Uh, I think everyone's gone, so my turn now, isn't it? We. Um, for me, I've got a couple that I want to shout out quickly. Uh, Life is Strange Through Colours. I don't think it came come out this year, did it? But it came to Game Pass this year. No, uh, And I really, 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 really enjoyed it. So I, I see your truth. May. Yes. Fucking brilliant game. Um, we were here forever. Great. We had a great time playing that on the PC. Good. Fucking, I love As I said earlier, uh, like Escape Academy. Like, I, I, I look forward to them bringing another version out at some point because <laughs> it's just entertaining like because you have to play it in co-op the puzzles are yeah bigger and crazier than ever and it's just it could be <laughs> it could be frustrating for both people <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's quite it's very satisfying to figure it out and work together to solve the puzzles uh which one was this one that was next one we were here forever, forever which is coming to xbox i think in january they said to me yeah jan next year comes out um 31st yeah, so looking forward to to it coming to Xbox at last. But uh, they've all been great. But yeah, the Forever here was uh, uh, Forever was was really good. 
Uh, and then the final quick quick one on shower is Martha is dead. Did anybody else play that? No. It's kind of like it's yeah. it's almost yeah, like a, a mix between horror and um something not yeah almost like a walking simulator type thing so you can't really fail but it's all like sitting like wartime at at italy i think and it's a a young girl who loses her sister and then she sees all kind of crazy shit and it's very violent it's very graphic but it's very interesting like the the story they tell and uh yeah it gets a bit creepy at times but yeah really good game really enjoyed enjoyed that experience so yeah, so they're the main ones. Um, before we get into game of the year, I know we've just done a, a slight tangent. We're going to go on to one more tangent, everybody. I hope you're ready for this. Tangent away. We've, we've spoke about games that we sort of honourable mentions, but are there any games that you had on your list or you downloaded or you bought that you didn't actually get to that you'd like to play in the near, in, you know, perhaps over the Christmas break? Uh up. Oh, oh, Ian. No, go on, Ian. Sorry, if you want to start. I start because I know spot on ready what mine's going to be. And I literally only bought it this weekend, and that is Elden Ring. Always oh, going for the souls like. Yep, yeah, I've decided finally start. Let's just get this out of the way. Let's see what the hype's about. Literally bought it. I made my character. Died once already. It's going to be fun. <laughs> seen, that it was down, seen that it was on offer. Picked it up myself. Exactly the same boat as Ian. I was like, I'm taking it. It's on sale. I'm buying it. I'll see just how much I suck at playing it. Yeah. I think the first time I died, you had to die. So I was like, at least that's something. But still, like, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah, I think it has to be Elden Ring. I think mean, that's the corner it straight as is. You've got game of the year for a reason. Let's see what the hype's about. Um, I know Jake from our, our Jake is happy that I finally picked it up. Um, I'll give you tips and stuff. Like, let me just try first, see how bad I do. I'm pretty sure I will come to you for tips, but let's just try first. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh this gonna be a hard old time for you, but I, I believe in you, you can do it. You can do yeah, it, we'll Ian. Come, come back after the holidays, I'll be like shivering in the corner. It's like, I can't do this. <laughs> Why did I start? Uh well, I'm gonna slightly keep keep on that tangent. I I, I really wanted to get to the last hero of Nostalgia, uh, which is another souls like, but with a bit of a comedy element like Stanley Parable. Uh, oh yeah, that's what we as, played. Yeah, we played it at Wazd, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I got as far as downloading it, and I think I got to the title screen, and then I never actually got any further. So I really want to try and play that this holiday, uh, and I also want to try and finish off Last of Us Part One and uh, Deathloop as well. So that's going to be my Christmas period. Hopefully, playing them games. Yeah, uh, I agree with this... you on Deathloop side of things. That's going to be my, that was my second game I was going to mention. Um, yeah. Is Deathloop? So that will be um, them, uh, the two I really want to kind of focus on. In the holidays, focus while we're off the reviews for a few weeks. Uh, Graham, anything you wanted to get to over the Christmas period? Uh, well, you said one, and that was Death Loop. That one I did down with an intention of playing, and I played like about half an hour of it. Seemed interesting enough, I just didn't get the time to sort of really tuck into it. Yeah, and the other one is as what Russell's raving about high on life. I'm, I've got that installed, ready to roll, and it just looks like it's going to be great fun. So I can't wait to get into that one. But that's one I've wanted to, just haven't had the time to get into that one yet. No. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, one yeah. more I didn't mention, I completely forgot about, which is Devil in Me. Of course, of course that's yeah. definitely going to be um, one I need to kind of 
So many games, so little time. But I know that's the problem. I, I've got a list about fucking a mile long. I, I bought Return <laughs> Two. I bought Five Dates. I bought another uh, uh, couple of games. I was like, well, I'm never going to get to them. I need to play them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I would like to. Uh, Ross, what about yourself? And if you're going to get to the, over the holiday period, you haven't got to so much to you. Finish off Pokemon. That'll probably be about it. I've got Violet to probably start actually get through it. So I think I've like caught five Pokemon or something. So start Pokemon Violet's probably a more accurate one. And probably a Devil in Me as well. I've I've done the rest of this series. I just need to get that one completed as well. Nice. Nice. So we've got some plenty of games to be talking about when we come back in uh, January. Has anyone got the date of our first show? I should look that up really before we started. We our date of our first show is the eighth. 8th of January. Nice. We've got a few weeks to, uh, to uh, play some games and chill out and hopefully enjoy ourselves. And hopefully uh, you're not dead by that point. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm slowly... <laughs> he is old. I'm yeah. slowly oh, descending. Slowly so far away. Um, I need my Horlicks quickly. So let's get into the uh, the final Big Daddy Game of the Year number one position for everybody in the podcast. Who would like to go first? Ross, Ross, I'll tell me. I'll make it easy because I've got the trailer up and it's already been mentioned. Ross, tell me. Oh, have you number mentioned? One game of the year. Really no, I won't say FIFA, you're right. Scottish Rough Ross, game of the year number one is. So, my game of the year, which might be. Are we going to guess or not? Oh, you can guess if you want, yeah. We guess. Uh, uh, it's been mentioned. Oh, oh no, you mentioned uh, Stanley Parable. The answer to the question is. Ooh, oh, tense. Ooh. Waiting for it's something to play. Stanley Parable, surely. Waiting for something to I play. don't know why it's not sharing. It's not sharing. <laughs> I can't yes, get it. It's Ian. <laughs> there we go. It is Stanley Parable. That game was fucking. Like, as much as I'm saying high on life's hilarious, this is a totally different style of comedy, but it is every bit just infuriating, mind boggling, hysterical soul destroying at times you go through I think every single emotion that you can possibly go through in this game G <laughs> um, said it perfectly like uh, it was just it was brilliant but at the same time oh, I could have I could have lost controllers over this game <laughs> it's just like you said like, like you just you get to a point and you think this must be the end now and then it goes well why don't you carry on and see what happens ah oh. yeah. And it's the same, like, because I know you you spoke about it before, like, we had even played the game, like, the cupboard. Like, when you walk into the broom cupboard, and, like, it's just the broom cupboard, so it's, why would you have to worry about it? But then it turns into, the, the, the like, the guy making you feel utterly ridiculous for being in this broom cupboard. And then you take stuff from the, oh, it's just, ah. Oh. And then the whole part where, like, the, the, the narrator slowly drifting off into madness. When you get stuck yeah. in a certain room, or the other part with the the Steam reviews, it's yeah, just, the Steam reviews was good. Yeah, yeah. I it's that just fucking. Oh, I could not believe, like, because obviously you had hyped it up as like the best thing since sliced bread, and then they say that like, this ultra edition was coming out, and I thought, right, this is it. We're 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 going for it. And we're seeing what it's like. Wow, it was just <laughs> fantastic. It's just it's just something that you can just sit and enjoy for a couple of hours and not see anything twice. If you if you obviously you don't do the same thing twice, and yeah. you see you enjoy it though. Do you really enjoy it? 
I think it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like a descent, like you said, a descent into madness. <laughs> yes, like it's hilarious, and then you find yourself like, has something changed? Fuck, I don't know if something's changed. Now I'm going to need to go through every single room that I've already been through three times to see if something's changed because I might have done something slightly different this time. And then you get to the end part and you realise nothing's changed and you're like, fuck. And then when, when you get to the start again and it goes, ah, head through this door for the new content. And you head through that door and it's like, what, hang on. And he goes, it gives you new content. And you get back there and he goes, well, you've been through this door already, but there might be some more new content. <laughs> Carry on. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what a jump. You're allowed to jump once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but no, I, I was... I, I can't believe just how often I've spent like pissing myself laughing at this game um, and as you say it's like it might not be like the most graphically fantastic game or it might not be story deep and it might not have like amazing characters but as Ian was saying it's like what's what game have you played this year that has like brought out the most in you and this is yeah by far and away fun choice yeah it's just it's incredibly clever and intelligent and manning at the same time. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's one of those ones where it's just got so much like replayability, but random. Like, just every time is always different and different random. Even the different days. I remember once, like, they told me to put the time in in the beginning, and like, oh, you put the right time in. Yeah. Something the guy's like shocked. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you do it again the second time. Like, oh, you did it again. Like, yeah. reference it. The first time you did it, it's the right. The second time you did it, right as well. I thought you would just skip this time for the second time you did it. But that's that's ties back to what I was saying, to EJ, about high on life, like how it references back to the player, and that's why I think you enjoy that sort of style of it as well because it's got the same comedy elements like that. Yes, yes. Well, uh, we'll see how it compares to the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. Stanley. Ah, oh, what a game. Uh-huh. What a game. So, yes, number one for Ross is Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. Thank you very much. Uh, Ian, what about yourself? Number one for you. Well, have a guess. It means oh, obvious, yes, we've got but... a guess, haven't we? Uh, well, since we're going multi-format, I'm going to say the other Pokemon. What is it? Scarlet and Violet, is it? No, that's not going to be his number one. I wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past me. I mean... Who knows with me? But Who knows? Please reveal all. You're probably all kicking yourself because, oh, wrong button. It is, of course, Pokemon. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can't fault it, can you? I fucking love this franchise. Well, I and can fault it because it... It's one of those ones where, at first, I was really worried. No. I think... It's one of the things where I was worried at first because there was all this kind of negativity online. People were moaning about the kind of glitches. But for me, I was quite lucky. I only had maybe saw one glitch where, you know, the Pokeball stayed in the air rather than dropping down. But the whole storyline was brilliant. I think they nailed it with three different storylines. And I think it's just, it was fun. It was kind of back, not back to basics, but actually made harder sometimes you know if you play with sort of just set rules do where you want i remember once i went to a gym i thought oh this be fine there's like 10 levels above me i was like what the fuck how am i gonna do that? and i was wiped out straight away you know they quite... actually nailed fun storylines the only thing that gone i was gonna say the thing i quite like I say, the only is... thing they could have missed which i think we're getting a bit of lag here and we you carry on in mm-hmm. am i breaking up 
A little bit. A little bit. I'll you, maybe the trailer's messing things up. But yeah, I was saying um, what I liked about it. Oh, I wasn't saying that. Whilst you go. All I was going to say is I quickly for the fact that it's, um, it's not linear like every other Pokemon game. So you don't go one, two, three, yes. four, five, six, seven, eight gyms. You can go wherever you want to go. But like you say, that has its own risks in regards to the levels and things like that as well. Same with one of the other features that they've brought into it. Like there's no, nothing's tying you to do everything in order. You can go different places. And I quite like how no. that's a step away from the norm. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, and that's what I liked about it was because obviously I've been to, I went to a few areas before. And I was like, oh, I can go here now. I went there and obviously I say Pokemon were ten levels above me. The gym was just completely destroyed me. I was like, oh, I better go back and do something different. Like you know, or go back and not level up, but like you go somewhere else and come back to that at a later date. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a whole solid fun storyline. It was, you know, they improved it on upon where before you know it was quite easy, especially Sword and Shield, very easy. Like you could easily feel that like maybe just one or two Pokemon, whereas this one you've got to focus on the kind of like a spread. Um, some of the newer Pokemon are quite fun, some of them are very broken, um, which is always good fun to see. Um, it makes a whole new meta game in the kind of the competitive scene massively different and massive change. And I do follow the competitive scene, so for me to see that as well, that's quite different fun. The raid battles are quite difficult, whereas before they were quite simple. Easy. These ones are a little bit more tough. You actually have to do some proper training on Pokemon if you want to kind of actually survive the raids and stuff. Especially on solo. If you do solo, it can be really difficult. But if you go online and go four random, three other randoms, it kind of makes it a bit more easier. And hopefully, the random people have decent Pokemon as well, which does help quite a lot. And I'm seeing quite a few people when I go in the random raids, they actually are using decent Pokemon. Um, so again, if you play like a sportive Pokemon, you can actually destroy each raid without any issues. That's what I say. I was gonna say that's the one thing that annoyed me with Sword and Shield because by the time they brought out the Crown Tundra DLC, which had like the the max raid area, a lot of people had fell off it. So if you wanted to try and jump in with a group to play the max raids, which they're maybe not as hard as these new ones, but you still sort of by the time you get to the main boss, you really need to have the right squad to go up against like the, the one that you're fighting. A lot of people yeah. had dropped off by then, so trying to group up was really difficult. Whereas I've seen a lot more this time, obviously because it's new, you're gotten a lot more success in regards to like your, your is it was it Terra Terra raids? Yeah, yeah, that's the new mechanic of this year's Terra raid Terra battles. So you can change the type of your Pokemon to whatever yeah. type you want, and so again that makes it very different compared to the scene as well. Because yeah, so Jay, what are you going to say? I was. It would this be a good one? For someone who's never played it to get into, because I think the kid, well, the oldest one at least, might like this sort of thing, but I've never played Pokemon, so I wouldn't really know where to start with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, all of them are pick up and play easy. I think this one does help with um, if you're new to the first series, because again, you can go wherever you want. You can, it's kind of not simple enough to catch Pokemon, but they don't make it difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think any of the Pokemon entries are very easy. I mean, if you want something very easy, you start with Sword and Shield because that's yeah, that's, that's so easy. Um, yeah. um, but again, so they did make it that um, Scarlet Heart a little bit more harder because the fact that it's more open world and you can explore wherever you want. But there's like a set path you can do to make your life a lot more easier. Yeah. Um, but I did find the fact that I can go anywhere, and I made very bad mistakes of going to locations where I shouldn't be a lot of the time. Like, so many times I got to a place where I was like. 
yeah, you shouldn't be here, but we're going to punish you anyway. I'm like, okay, off I go. I better go back out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm not needed. I'll see you in a few levels. <laughs> and then you always come back and do it. But yeah, I think I'm still playing it now. I'm still trying to complete the poker decks again. What happened there? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm still trying to complete the poker decks. Still having fun with it. Can't again. It's one of the ones where you say, "What's the most hours I put into a game this year?" Other than uh, Wild Warcraft, which I can't really mention as a game because it's been out years ago. <laughs> about fifty thousand years ago. <laughs> it has to be Pokemon. Nice. So Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet slash Wonderful. Goodness. Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> Don't count Violet. Violet. Okay. Cool. You, well, no, you can count Violet, but I got a Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet. Yeah. Scarlet. Fucking boy, you can one of his legs, not on his fucking wheels. Uh, yeah, I went for Violet because I wanted the future Pokemon. Yeah, no. Well, I might have stood him off you win. <laughs> you can trade and team up on that. Um, Graham, I'm going to jump in quickly. Yeah. That's right, and then you can go last because I'm sure your pick will be better than mine. <laughs> right. Well, mine's. And recently, newer edition, uh, to be honest. Um, might be because I'm playing it now, but I've kind of fallen in love with it a little bit, and that's the Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh, oh I would never yeah. guess that. Oh, that's really new. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, I've been just burying hours into it over the, the last sort of couple of weeks. It's just, yeah, it's kind of hard, quite, really quite hard to start off with. If the sort of it's that's mentioned that the combat is like a combination of um XCOM uh in the style of it's like it's turn based and like uh either any picket card game like Magic the Gathering or um Hearthstone or basically anything that involves kind of card base kind of attacks. And um yeah, you get a, you have to have a bit of a luck of the draw of what cards come out of the kind of decks, but it's i just love the way it separates itself from the whole movie side of things like the character models don't look like any of the kind of actors as such and so and the voice acting is really on point of all of them they're all kind of unique and they they sort of stick truer to their kind of comic book styles of their characters rather than kind of the movie based varieties of them oh, okay and all the sort of the cutscenes in there are sort of really kind of gripping. You're kind of into the story. You feel for each of the client characters, and it's not like you just stick to your favourites and you, you sort of you you kind of force the players, kind of all of them, to kind of experience all their kind of different powers and their cards, and they're all significantly different and sort of unique to the, each of their own characters. And there's I think there's like thirteen characters all in all what you unlock, but you start off with like nine or ten of them straight away you get a few extra as you come along obviously with the, the bigger one being sort of a captain america and wolverine as you kind of see on the covers and stuff but um the wolverine sort of character was the one that kind of oppressed me the most as he kind of gave me the feels i don't know if you if you watched like the 90s x-men cartoon but the wolverine yeah. in that was pretty sort of charismatic in the way that he was kind of a bit of a loner but he was just so tough and just relentless and in this one it kind of made you feel like it's that guy but he's a bit more chilled and mellow and but it's just got it's got the hair the suit and everything of just how he kind of looked in that kind of series and it was just yeah he's really kind of good and just all their moves just look kind of really good the the whole um point of the, the kind of the game you kind of you play as your own kind of semi-custom character called the hunter which 
that's his actual name, which is kind of one of the jokes of the, the thing in there. He's like, asking what was, he was called when he was born, and he's called the Hunter. That's his actual name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so weird. But um, everyone calls him like the Hunter, and or basically you can either make it him or a her, and you customize how they kind of look and everything. And he's kind of injected into the story quite nicely. It all kind of sort of builds around him being sort of a fallen hero that's been resurrected. And yeah, it's just kind of great. And sort of in between you doing missions, etc., you kind of talk to all the different characters, interact with them, build relationships with them, spar with them. And then and you can basically just pick up more cards, do different upgrades. And it's just, yeah, one of those kind of mix and match of RPG mix strategy and quite a couple of different genres blended together. And it's just highly addictive. And if you're a fan of the kind of Marvel series that I kind of am as well, especially like the old comic books kind of styles, it's, this is sort of super interesting because it's very detached from the movies. It's kind of its own thing. And that's, I think, what makes it better. So, yeah, that's the why. One, the only thing that's, that's killing me on this one is because of the style of game it is. Yeah. So very obviously very XCOM nominating scene. Yeah, so it, it is definitely sort of the way you, it's laid out, yeah. And that's that's the only because like, like visually and being Marvel, it's like right up my street. Same way like what you're saying is the characters are not their their movie equivalents. So yeah. if people have got more of a history and like reading the comics, watching maybe like the animated series, like you're saying about Wolverine and stuff like that, mm. it, like I really want to play it, but at the same time I I'm not a big XCOM fan, or I'm not good at XCOM style games. You so, can, that's what I mean. You can knock it down to kind of story mode, so it's not as challenging. Yeah, it doesn't make it super easy. It's still there is still a little bit of a challenge there. Yeah, so you can still sort of play around. You don't have to be sort of immense that sort of XCOM to get it. But first off, the game is kind of tough because you have to get used to all the different sort of elements that you can use to your advantage. Because mm. there's a lot of sort of obstacles on the actual the area that you can use to hit enemies with or you can bounce off to hit enemies with yeah or you can bump enemies into things or into your buddies to do extra damage and basically just using everything to your advantage you kind of it's quite hard to learn that at first once you've got that kind of your rhythm sort of picked up better and then you know the cards to select and upgrade to sort of really make it much more fun and enjoyable yeah so one wee thing about this, just because it's something that they might be able to do, but I don't know the whole, all the characters. Are, do you get like, especially, do you get like squad bonuses? So uh, like, I'm trying to think. So like, did no. you ever play? Yeah, the, I know what you mean. Uh, the ultimate oh, alliance. Yeah. So like, if you put so, the Fantastic Four in, you got like a boost on no. if you played, but the Young Avengers type idea. No, because they're kind of separated, and it's part of the storyline in there. So you have the original Midnight Suns, which is like Blade, Magic, and Nico, and then and the Robbie Reyes version of um, the Ghost Rider, and then mm. you've got the Avengers, which is like Doctor Strange and Iron Man, and their side of it, and Captain America when he comes along, and then even separately on his own, sort of Wolverine as the X Men. But yeah, they're they're their own kind of factions, and that's part of the disputes in there. But you don't right. get bonuses for it. You only get a choice of three characters per mission. You can do sort of side missions, but so the side missions usually focus on one character, and then you pick the other two to go along with them. Right. Sometimes, if you build the friendship up, that you can have a combo move which does like a, a massive amount of damage, hmm. and it just combines two different characters that do like a super special move on a character, which which is 
it's all right visually. It's, it gets a bit samey after a while on that bit, but it's just that's part of the attack. It's not part of the story or anything. It's just a cool yeah. move that this looks all right. But yeah, those are the only kind of bonuses you get. But it's the characters you use are the characters you get extra sort of side story bits with, and you get more cards of the people that you actually use. So you have to kind of mix it up. Otherwise, you, when you do have to use one of the other characters, you're going to leave them behind a little bit and their cards won't be updating or anything and it just become that bit more challenging so it's better to mix things up and it's more fun to actually mix things up so you can see yeah. all the different kind of styles because they're all vastly different nice Lovely. Lovely. so yeah so marvel's midnight suns is it there's no sort of co-op or anything in that one is it no it's no no solo player yeah. it is nice. so quick recap then so we got, you got marvel's midnight suns for graham Ian was Pokemon Scarlet, was it? Yes, Pokemon Magenta. Count both. And uh, Ross was Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. However, as like last year, the only true answer for Game of the Year is uh, is Lake. No, um, I know. I think I know yours. Yeah, I thought. Anyone, anyone want to have a quick guess before we uh, before we dive in? Ross, uh, do you want to go first? I wanted to see Vampire Survivors. I want to say, because you would have shut up about it, Tinykin. Oh, that I could haven't be heard it. it yet. There wasn't any other Resident Evil thing. There was like a DLC in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't. If you big Shadow of DLC, I'm walking out of this podcast now. Yeah, that's it's just done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. I'm literally going to ask it. I'm walking off screen. <laughs> I mean, Shadow of Rose was good, but yeah, it's a DLC at the end of the day. I don't really, can't really count that. Uh, however... Mealy Man Ian, spot on. Tinykin. Tinykin, what a fantastic game. Everybody knows my affinity for Pikmin games. And this I got game. a I way. I got an early opportunity to play the demo for this. And I installed it and I never actually played it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know what's about. And then someone mentioned it's it was something like Pikmin. Instantly my ears sort of pricked up. Uh, and then I got the chance to review the full full game, and I oh, fucking loved it from start to finish. Much like all the games I mentioned so far, it was just, just like, like pure joy condensed on a screen. Like it wasn't the hardest game in the world. I, I think in my review, the only negative I really gave it was that there was no challenge, there's no combat like in Pikmin. There's no real sort of survival just around, It's, it? it's just a case house. of yeah, just a case of exploring the rooms and going from point A to point B. And it's not really that difficult. Like it's pretty obvious where you got to go or what you need to get there. Uh, but what I enjoyed about it was exploring the rooms fully. So, although the main objective might be to get onto the countertop, for example, to get a uh, sugar cubes or something to, to to power a machine or something, along the way there'd be ten ton of hidden objectives or little Easter eggs or um, little side things to find, which were just just filled with joy uh, and <laughs> I, I fucking loved it it was it was so it was funny it was charming it looked lovely it played lovely um the tiny kid themselves you unlike pikmin you couldn't you could they only had one task or one purpose each i should say so the red ones blew up but you couldn't then use red ones to help carry something so the, the, they only had their, their one job and that was their one job only but it was all about finding the gun around the room and finding enough supplies to get to the next bit and then get more to get to the next bit. And it was just, it was just, I mean, watching the trailer now, I just filled with joy and wonder. <laughs> um, if I hadn't, I mean, obviously I didn't thousand year or I didn't fully complete it, but 
I Get much, out! I pretty Get much out. rinsed rinsed every room for all of the uh, objectives and for all of the collectibles possible. Bar, I think each room had something like five, six hundred uh, honeycomb things to pick up, pollen bit things to pick up. Sorry, uh, and I, I've only missed like three or four in each room. I properly properly explored everywhere. And I, I just enjoyed it from start to finish. And much like many of the other games mentioned this evening, I'd love to see some sort of DLC or a sequel or something where they expand it out so it's not just in one house. Perhaps they could have it in uh, an entire neighbourhood or in a in an outside area or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I love this from start to finish. And even though I rated the last two games 0.2 points higher on, on our review scale, I, it's the game that I keep coming back to and thinking about every time someone says, what's the best game you played this year? Tinykin. And that's, it's Tiny, not all about score, it's about what you have fun with. Yeah. Man. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, Stanley Parable, that's that's full, brilliant. But it, yes, it's it like, again, like with Lake last year, it wasn't the highest score by far that I gave last year, but it's just that game that keeps coming back to me every time I think about, what did I really, really enjoy this year? Uh, yes. So yeah, Tinykin was, I wish I felt better and I could... Uh, <laughs> waffle on, yeah, waffle on for another fifteen minutes about it, but um, yeah, really, really good game, and I believe it's still on Game Pass as well. So if you, it is on Game Pass, even remotely curious, you know what have you got to lose? Just download it, give it a try. Uh, I think it's probably only about ten hours at most if you do everything like I did. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that game. Wonderful little experience. Uh, highly recommended. Or number one, cool. So we got, uh, we we had some pretty cracking games there for, from everybody uh, a few surprises a few home runs and uh a few poor choices from one other team i won't mention who i'll let you all figure <laughs> out for yourself um has anybody else got any other games i'd like to sort of give a quick shout out before we before we wrap things up just the ones that i think that the we had in the discord for a couple of different folk so what do we have thank you sorry i completely forgot about that yes Carry on, bro. It's fine, you're ill, it's fine, we'll let you away with it. Uh, JD Incinerator, he says, please give some love to the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I'm sure he'll be happy with what he's heard there. I, th- I think we achieved that somehow, yeah. Judge, <coughs> special guest Pete, has Rise of the Third Power, which I'm not too sure what that one is. And that, that F1 was one, manager. Of the, one of the reviews he did for us. He picked it up randomly and ended up fucking loving it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not in any way, shape or form shocked to see the F1 manager game one. Pete's list. Yeah, yes. Like I say, I think when we were, when that came up in the quiz last week, it was like, yeah, that's going to be super high on his list. Um, Ken Doyle six five nine has Vampire Survivors, so another game that's featured on our list seems to be a, a good consensus here. Um, and Sir Moxlot's also been saying he's played Vampire Survivors for the last five days and is currently playing it at the present moment, according to his Discord. So mm-hmm. it seems like he's been bit by the vampire bug on that one um, and that's the ones that we've had in here. I had hoped that uh, Daniel you know, the guy that was also part of the podcast would have bothered his arse and tell us what his game of the year was but <laughs> who, yeah. who well, would have thought he doesn't, he doesn't play many games anyway, does he? Yeah, exactly. He, also well, he, Jake he, did, who mentioned Elden Ring Did Jake say Elden Ring? Did I miss that? Yeah, he mentioned it to me in private chat ah, and whilst okay. won't mention anything he was playing Fallout 76 all the fucking time <laughs> so, so we um, say Fallout 76 for him even though it's probably not this year yeah that's so, what he uh, fucking plays what was I about to say just I've lost my train of thought now uh, um, uh, what would you say before Jake da, 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 da. Elden Ring Jake Elden Ring I don't know Dan. it's completely gone 
Dan, Dan, Dan. Daniel, Daniel, did he finish? Did you forget did he, about Dan? No, oh, you, you challenged him at the beginning of the year to finish an amount of titles this year. Did I he finish 30 games? He's, he's in the 30s because he Yeah, I think he did it. But... He has got up in the 30s to complete games. In fairness, I, like, I take the piss out of him. He's completed more games this year than I have. Probably more than me as well, to be fair. Yeah. I'm actually, looking at my That's list here, because like I said me. last week, I do keep a track of this. And according to this, I'm sure I've missed one or two, but I've completed 38 games this year, um, which is 10 down from last year. But they've also been quite a lot longer, I think. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, Dan's stat party of the week had a, a few Ratalika games in there as well. So <laughs> like, I think he's he's trying to come across as quite impressive with his stats, but it's like no, Dan, no. It's because of me. I burn out because the first like first like four month, four months, five months in the year. I was in that competition, and then after that, I was like, "Nope, not gaming much anymore. Fuck you, it's doing nothing." Uh, <laughs> that's what just killed me off this year. Done. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, um, so that's the year in Xbox Tavern, I suppose. I yeah. mean, there's been we'll have an article probably. Dozens, the yeah, there will be an article. I plan on getting one or two more up before before we properly break for Christmas, but uh, otherwise, it'll be quiet until the new year. Um, we've got a game of the year one coming up. We've got a few more reviews, and we'll get ready. Um, but thank you very much for listening for the last year or hopefully more if you've been with us for the long haul. Uh, we'll be back on the 8th of January, did you say, Ian? Correct, Correct. Sunday the 8th. Sunday the 8th for episode 102nd. Uh, we will chat what we've been playing over the Christmas break and probably some news and I'm sure a lot of bullshit as well. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to keep up with us, yeah, if you want to keep up with us in the meantime, you can follow myself on the Twitters at Enxn. You can follow Rock, Scottish Gruff Ross at Scottish Gruff. We uh, Ian at Nutty Ray. Graham. Uh, Graham Reaper. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed this year of wonderful podcasts and reviews and stuff. And we'll be back in the new year. Have a wonderful holiday, uh, Christmas, and New Year. Bring back the dubstep. Bring back the dubstep. Bring back the dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Bye, everybody. Speak to you all in the new year. See you later. See you.